Patriots Prayer Podcast, and I uh, have a guest in the studio with me today. As promised, Chris Ruda is in the house, and uh, like I said, he's going to tell you how he really feels. Now, we have a mutual friend, Chris and I, and uh, that mutual friend not long ago walks into my office and asks me, shows me the uh, the post, the New York Post video. Yeah, with the with the Donald Trump tattoo. Yeah, and I'm like, he is like, hey, uh. Have you seen this? Have you seen this picture? This this video? And I was like, Yeah, I've seen it. Um, you know, the general cool. Yeah, he's like, Well, I know the guy who did this. And I was like, Really? You got to hook that up. So uh, that's how this all started. We got a hold of one another. I, I was able to come over. We shot the little promo video. We sat and talked for a while. I think politically, in our worldviews on on most everything we touched on, I mean, we're we're on the same page. So I, I, I feel exactly what you're saying. I know exactly where you're coming from. And we're going to touch a lot of those topics today. Um, we're going to go from race to politics to all of it. And uh, Chris, all, all the hot button issues, all of them. And, and and it's it's unfiltered as as we usually are on this on this channel we on this podcast in general we, we don't steer clear of topics and subjects and things like uh, race and other issues I had an amazing uh, conversation with a young man on the way home today a young black man where we were discussing Malcolm X uh, and and it was a it was a, a post that I put on my uh, Facebook page about how Mal- Malcolm X was saying be aware of the white liberal and and he went on to say like uh uh essentially they are the issue they are the races oh absolutely. They, they are the i mean i i had no idea until someone told and that was it wasn't somebody it was a meme and it was the meme said like malcolm x said be aware of the white liberal and i'm like i didn't know he said that so i went and i googled it and i pulled up this entire video where he gives this speech about how black men are pawns and about how the black liberals being used by the white liberal uh, essentially, well, I can't say what he said, <laughs> but well, yeah, no, <laughs> but you know what I mean? These, these things are, um, uh, it's good to see that we can have these conversations and, and even in public places now, and the walls are coming down. And as much as there is a political divide in this country, and there are so many people that have views on these things that are very divisive because we stand where we stand. Um, it is. Gl- I'm so glad to see that there is a big contingency of people um, that aren't with any of that bullshit that are willing to come and have a conversation with you about things that you would think are taboo because they tell us it is, but it's really not. Exactly. I mean, these these are the conversations that I think everyday people are having in the streets, right? But the media and everybody else wants to steer clear of it because they want to make it seem like, oh no, these are the these are the issues that everyone's too scared to talk about. But if you go about your day-to-day activities and you start bringing this up with the random person in your work, you, you know, your, where you work, um, you'd be surprised that everybody's willing and wanting to have these conversations. And, and it's, it's necessary. It, it's necessary for the growth of, uh, of us as individuals. It's necessary to further society. And it also clears up a lot of issues uh, because other, otherwise what we'd end up doing is 
having people indoctrinated by the left and then having no alternate point of view for these people to listen to to say, I understand that you think that that's true, but it's not, and let me explain why. If that conversation never takes place, these people just walk down the primrose path, not realizing they are they're being used. And I, I explained to him what, what I was talking to this young man about was uh, how liberals uh, tend to give a lot of entitlements and things like that. But it's not for the reason you think. You think it's to help, but it's actually to keep you down. It's the old give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. Uh, and Trump. He didn't give anyone a fish, but he gave everyone the ability uh, to go out and get one. Absolutely. A opportunity zones and all the – you've seen people leaving the welfare rolls and droves, uh, and the, the liberals didn't like that because they want you dependent on government so they Ab can control you. Absolutely. I mean we're seeing that with the housing market. We're seeing that with everything. Um, ultimate control is ultimate power. So if if somebody can control every every move you make down to the dollar that you earn – um, they just completely run everything. And that's why they would rather give out handouts left and right, making it seem like they're solving the problem immediately, rather than give people the means to create businesses, to create jobs, because then you're going to have powerful people who are able to fight back. And, and that, that's exactly, that, that was my point. If we have people that, well, I'll, I'll give a quote, another quote. Ronald Reagan said, a government big enough to give you everything you need is a government big enough to take everything you have. And he also said, uh, and I love Ronald Reagan, <laughs> but he also said that the scariest uh, sentence in the English language is, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yep. And, it, and, and it's always rang true with me all my life. Uh, grew up a Democrat in Baltimore City uh, around a bunch of Democrats who essentially um, the furthest as most of them went in life was the front steps. Or the corner. Yep. And if you go back to those same neighborhoods today and you walk down those streets, it's it, they, they're the same people in the same house doing the same things. Um, I, I love the place. It's where I grew up. I have a lot of childhood memories there, a lot of fond memories there. But it's also a place where you got to see a, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of hurt, a lot of, a lot of people in self-made uh just terrible situations brought on by the fact that they never tried because they were told, why try? You can just go down to this office, talk to this social worker, you'll get a check, have some kids, and, and they repeat yeah. the cycle. And, and, and it, it happens all over the place. I spent two years in Pittsburgh, and um, it was, it was eye-opening to me. You know, I was born and raised in South Africa, uh, and then I moved to the States, to the West Coast, when I was about 14. And, um, I mean, moving around was just part of life, you know, like going from here to Summerlin or Henderson, um, it was an everyday thing. And then I go to Pittsburgh and I met people that never left their own borough, you know, yeah. like, like they hadn't even, they had like a square mile where they lived and they'd lived there their entire lives and they, they didn't have jobs. And, uh, they all smoked these like nasty dollar cigar cigarette things that like would turn your fingers brown. Um, <laughs> and everybody just drank iced tea and it was like. People just lived on their front porch, and that was it. They didn't have jobs. Yep. Um, they didn't have cars because they had no need to go anywhere. But was they, it their fault? No, it was never <laughs> their fault, and that's one thing that I never understood. I was it's like, never their fault. And like, mm -hmm. I'm like, hold on, so you have a bus pass or a tram pass or whatever you want to call it, and you have free money that people are giving you every single month, 
but you have zero desire to get on that tram and ride for 30 minutes and just see where you showed up. Like, you have the ability to get back. You have the pass. It's not like you're going to get lost. But I, it just it absolutely blew my mind that they were just so, so just okay with with not with being stagnant. Like I just never understood it. So, I I, I am uh, an ex-con. I I don't sugarcoat it. I, I don't hide it. Uh, I am a felon. I, I I grew up in that place, and uh, I, unfortunately, to a degree, uh, I was somewhat of a product of my the environment that I was in because I was never exposed to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the moment that I was exposed to something better, uh, opportunity-wise, knowledge-wise, education-wise, uh, I wanted it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want anyone to hand me anything. I wanted to be able to stand on my own two feet and, and, and get something. Um, and, and I have an excuse that they don't have today. Uh, we didn't have access to a lot of the, uh, uh, of the information. When we, where I was from when I was a lot younger, now everything's at your fingertips. If you want to find out something, if you want to know something, if you want to be better, do better, whatever it is, you can find out how. And it's, we, we go as far as to give back. I, I, I work with a, a group called Hope for Prisoners. Hope for Prisoners uh, was uh, founded by a guy who was pardoned by Trump himself. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it just goes, it, Trump was the entire reason for me to go through that program the way I did and to work where I'm at today. Because when he said the name of the company that I work for, uh, on that on that stage, on that uh, program, uh, on the news that day, I, I, I turned around and I told the guy that I was locked up with, I said, that's what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it, and I followed through. Think. The biggest part of people that we see, uh, the problem we see with people today is they don't follow through. They don't follow through. They have all these dreams and they talk great and it all sounds well, but then uh, they always fall short of actually doing something about it. Because it takes work. I mean, yeah. it, it takes actual work, blood, sweat, tears. I mean, and, and that's not a joke. I mean, you can't, you can't be successful and wake up at noon every single day. You know? That's right. Like you, can't, you can't go to bed at 2 in the morning and then expect to – have a successful day. Like, I mean, I have been waking up at 4 to 4.30 every single morning since I was 16 years old, right? Um, I didn't even finish high school. I dropped out of my senior year. I was done, uh, and I went to work because I wanted to be productive. Um, I've been in the construction industry for 20 years, right? Yeah, and, same and like, here. Well, like 22 years almost. And, and that's, that's all I've ever done, right? Hard work and dedication, and I've, I've worked my way to the top. You know, I'm no longer in the field, but – I did it. I did. I, I, I worked in the field. I did my time. But the problem is, is people, it, it's easy to have a dream. It's extremely difficult to make that dream reality. They, they want to start at the finish line. Uh, it, well, it, I think that's because the government has made it a, a belief that you can start at the finish line, right? Yeah, you don't have to put in work. You don't have to get that degree. That takes much too long. Uh, and, and, and the only reason, and I'm just spouting off what liberal talking points are, uh, the only reason you're in the position you're in is because in the past the government screwed your family over or your kind over or whatever, and now you're you're poor and you're destitute and you're not as far along in life as you would have been if uh, that didn't occur. So therefore, you, th- you're, this is not your fault. You're owed something, uh, and, and I call bullshit on all of that because I started off with zero. As a matter of fact, my family is in debt. I started off with less than zero and then when i came out of prison 
had to do it all over again. Um, and I never let the, I, the, the whole thing about being a felon or any of that kind of stop me. I, I heard all the negativity, all the negative connotations attached to it, and I just wanted to prove them wrong. And I say to anyone who has to start off life and has to run a little further, the guys that are, are running from the 50-yard line to the touchdowns, to the end zone to get that touchdown, great. You did a great job. You got the points. But I always looked at it as if I ran from the opposite end zone. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I, I want it more, and, and the sense of accomplishment means more to me as a result because everyone told me I couldn't do it. You ever face that? I, I, all the time. So um, I had a pretty rough childhood growing up, um, and, I, I mean, I've been dealt some lucky hands. But th- the same th- – if somebody offers you a helping hand, it takes – I mean, you still have the opportunity to say no. How many people have been dealt a winning hand and threw it away? Right, uh, because of pride, or or because of anything like that. Um, I, I it's it still takes work. It still still takes humility. It still takes everything else. But um, it's it's just a it's a touchy subject, you know, because everyone wants to talk about equality, 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 and they want to turn equality around to the starting line, when in reality, equality is everybody having the same opportunity to reach the finish line, right? The the truth is that. Not everyone is going to start the race at the exact same place, but everybody can reach that finish line. Well, that, that's just it, right? You've got to make people believe in themselves, and I think the liberals play a trick on people, and so they divide us up into these, I, I wouldn't even say classes, because that would be more realistic to say people are, they fall into categories of rich and poor or something like that as far as classes, but I think it's more cultural. And culture has nothing to do with color whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, I I think it's a mentality, a way you see the world, a way you see life, and a way you approach it, and your belief system that sets up uh, or builds what your culture is. And I I think Ben Ben Shapiro um, laid it out quite well in his debate uh, with the BLM uh, activists uh, where they essentially couldn't – they couldn't – have you seen this where he's on stage and – uh, they started uh, uh, going in about the justice system and how people were unequally uh, convicted and, and and violated on parole and other uh, other things like this. And he says, "Well, it start. It's not. Uh, it's not got anything to do with race. It's got everything to do with culture." And then he breaks down the fatherless raid in the home, and he he breaks. He says, "You think that they're in prison just for walking down the street on a Tuesday and being pulled into a van and taken to prison?" No. No, but that's um, what everyone wants you to believe. And, and, and that's just it. And this is when we tell people that what that their failures and their shortcomings are of no fault of their own, we're doing them no service no, whatsoever. We're, we're, we're actually enabling and condoning them. Um, have you seen the uh, the the recent wave of uh, smashing grabs and the lawlessness that is all over the United States, starting in New York, ending in L.A., Portland, and Seattle, Chicago? Uh, Wisconsin, and the mayors and the governors, uh, even police chiefs in some cases in these areas, not in all cases, some cases the police chiefs, like the ones in Seattle, where the whole damn force quit. Yeah. Did you see that? The I, entire I, I police that, force. But, but it's it, it's this whole defund the police I- ideology. Well, they, that, they don't claim that anymore. Oh, well, I mean, they're, they're still claiming it. They're just <laughs> hiding it. Like, it's it, – it, it is such a joke. I mean, you, you look at all these videos of these people that have worked hard to start a business, 
And, I mean, I don't care, right? Like, some people want to talk crap and say, oh, well, it's Louis Vuitton and they have insurance. But it doesn't matter because those insurance rate hikes or changes are going to affect every small business owner in that neighborhood, right? And so you got these guys who just run in there and they just think that they're a victimless crime, right? Insurance is going to cover the cost. But what about the people that work there, right? Yeah. I mean, like – just imagine how terrifying that must be to watch 10 guys run into a store with masks and hammers or whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're just going to take everything, and you have to stand there. And not only do you and, have and to stand stop, there. And if you stop, you'll get fired. Exactly. You, yeah. And, and that's what I was going to get into right there. And, like, I mean, I think it's Home Depot, Walmart, Target, all these stores. If you try and stop one of those guys stealing, you get fired, right? Because the store doesn't want a lawsuit because that On is, the spot. Like, like that is – that's the world we live in today. You try and do something right, you get punished. The store gets sued. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen the, the most recent video of the jewelry store. Like yep. uh, there's this guy in California who like busts into a jewelry store and they start beating his ass. Yep. You see that? The guy with the gray hair. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean and, and I mean there's and there's another one at a seven eleven or a convenience store where the guy walks by the counter, he takes his trash can and just starts dumping in like cigarettes, right? And this guy starts filming and the guy even tells the clerk, he's like, dude, don't touch him. You can't touch him. You can't touch him. And uh, the the two clerks touch him, and they beat the crap out of him with a broom handle. And I mean, like, like this guy gets sued, right? I mean, like they're gonna go after him for charges for assault and battery and everything else. When, I mean, this guy came here; he's an immigrant, comes to the country, starts a store or a franchise, works his ass off, right, to be successful. And they're just gonna let people walk in and take his stuff, and he can't even defend it. Like this is. This is not the country I moved to. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. These are the things that define us as Americans. So if anyone gets in the way of those three things, uh, in most constitutional states, you can you can go as far as to shoot them. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Florida, they have their own, own uh, motto, which is, you loot, we shoot. I, I, don't, I don't blame them. I mean, otherwise, what you're doing is you're creating a class of people that believe uh, I can do whatever I want, and there's no uh, nobody's going to do anything about it. And what happens when you have so many people to lock up? You have nowhere to put them, and that's what they're doing. This well, they've is already what, they've already stopped locking them up. I mean, in California right now, cashless bail too. It's it's what is it nine hundred and ninety nine dollars worth of theft, and you don't go to jail. Like they don't even take you down to the precinct. They literally just write you a ticket and send you on your way. And as long as you don't cross the threshold of a thousand dollars worth of products a day then they don't do anything to you. That, that's it's a sad situation. We're going to go to a video real quick. Now, like I said, Chris and I have a mutual friend, which is how we ended up meeting, and he showed me the tattoo that was seen around the world and the mugshot that was seen around the world. And uh, I want to show this to you uh, real briefly on the, uh, on the video that he shared with me. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Here, take a look. So, yeah, we'll stop it there. Now, I, I, the, the, the quality of the work is astronomical. I got three portraits on me here. 
um, wife and two daughters. My grandson is over here. So I, I have nothing on me but portraits. And so I love the art. Um, and he just absolutely knocked it out of the park uh, with that. And uh, I understand his intention uh, when I say his guys. What I'm talking about is Vegas Vic. And uh, he's here. He's local. I'm actually going to put uh, a link to his space in the bio of uh, this podcast. Uh, so if you guys are in Vegas or you're coming to visit Vegas and you want quality work done, go check him out. He but, actually travels too. So he, uh, he goes out all over the place and he'll, he'll travel and take his stuff and do tattoos like, uh, I mean, around the United States. So, yeah, well, amazing work dude. amazing quality. I mean, I, you've seen him sketch it out. Uh, I have a lot of experience in this particular field and, and he, he didn't even redline it. He like went straight into I didn't see. What did he redline it first? He, he, he kind of did. I mean, he, he had a stencil to go off, but just to give him, like, an idea of where his shading is. I mean, I'm not an artist. I can't even draw stick figures, so I don't really know how this works. But um, I was asking him. I'm like, dude, so – because it, it looks funky in the stencil, you know. It doesn't even look like a tattoo. Right. But, um, I mean, he, he killed it. He did an absolutely great job. Uh, some of the videos, because we wanted to get it out really fast because we were the first people to do it in the world. Um, he had a I, rapper follow you and do it. Yeah, I don't, he did it like I don't two know days later. I mean, there were a couple more. Like, if you search Twitter and Instagram, there's a couple more that are done. But um, Here's I mean, the original, though. Yeah, this is, this is the first one ever done. We started it literally an hour and a half to two hours after they released the mugshot, you know. <laughs> and, and we just he, – he got right to it, and we immediately started tattooing it. We made a little joke and put one, one out of 45 on the bottom. <laughs> um, but uh, And you put a teardrop. Yeah, we added the teardrop, you know, because – I mean, Donald Trump with the teardrop. <laughs> we, we, just thought, we just thought that was the perfect touch, you know, turn if, him into just a little gangster. If anybody you know? knows what the teardrop means, you know why that's funny. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, and it was, it was awesome. But, but Vegas fake killed it, man. Like some of those videos that we got out just early, early, it's still a little swollen, a little red. Um, the, the red from my skin was messing with the contrast a little bit. But now that it's healed, it looks phenomenal. I mean, and, and he absolutely <laughs> killed it. Yeah, so... The, the, the thing about this particular situation is a lot of people hate this guy. And I, I mean, they actually, I mean, they love, the, I mean, you just say his name and their face gets red and they just, well, I mean, I've gotten death threats. hate I've, this guy. I've gotten death threats for putting his face on my leg. Like, I mean, it's, they, they, <laughs> the, this one guy went so out of control and he, I mean, he was threatening to kill my kid, rape my wife. Like, I mean, he went after Vegas Vic. I mean, I, I've gotten all sorts of threats. I've gotten people calling me a Nazi, saying I, I should have just put a swastika on my leg instead. Like, Isn't that funny how the left does that? They love to call us fascists, Nazis, all these things. Meanwhile, cancel culture, uh, uh, govern, government actually dictating business, putting FBI to work at Twitter, doing all these Nazi False fascist red things. Flags. Yeah, it, I, I mean, mean, it's like this, this whole tolerant left thing, you know, but, but they have no problem destroying your life for something that, they don't even like. I mean, yeah. You don't even have to do anything wrong, but they'll their woke culture will will cancel culture. I mean, they'll they'll try and destroy your life for what? Yeah, like, it makes no sense to because me. you disagree it. with them. It reminds me of the Hitler Youth, right? Yeah, Hitler Hitler did this. He, he it got the youth to a point where they were so indoctrinated that right and wrong didn't mean a damn thing to them. They were completely agenda driven. They were turning in their own family members. 
Oh, yeah. And, and it's like, I mean, you, you, you see it today, right? Like, uh, I mean, just anything. We live in a culture today where you can accuse somebody of doing anything. Yeah. And the media will take it and spin it and act like that person is guilty. And then when that person goes to trial or does whatever and they prove that that person was innocent, they hide the story that recants it in, like, page 12 in the newspaper. So, so I, you never see it, right? It, and that's why you have all these people that are like, oh, well, Trump's an accused, you know, like, blah, blah. And they keep using the word accused. He's never been convicted. They've never found any ever. kind. I mean, there's this one. I forgot this lady's name who he supposedly sexually oh, yeah, assaulted. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they found him guilty on zero they evidence. They changed the definition of sexual abuse yes. in order to put the label. But the, the, the actual definition of sexual abuse was like him touching her. Th that like, was it. That, that it was, was it. And it literally was the $5 million or whatever it was that he had to pay her was because of slander. And, but it was also, okay, so this supposedly happened 10 years prior to the date of that trial, right? So 10 years prior. She couldn't tell you the date. She couldn't tell you the day of the week, the time. She couldn't recall the details. And, and I mean, what jury in their right mind would give anybody uh, a, a win who couldn't even tell you what happened, when it happened, how it happened, any of that? And the person who bankrolled uh, her whole case was an anti-Trump hater yeah, who paid for the lawyer, who paid for the suitcase. Uh, pretty sad. And, it, you, and, and, and I'll go with Trump on this one. Did you see her? Oh no! Yeah, it was, look I mean, at look at Melania. This lady looks like a meth addict. Oh yes, yeah. and, and 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 like and, yeah. I mean, I, apparently when this happened, she was like sixty or something like that. Like I mean, like yeah. come on, dude. I mean, I'm sorry, but we we live in a culture as well where it, with I mean, and I'm sorry, ladies, but but some of these feminists are ruining it for everyone. You know, they they this whole idea that women can't be wrong. But yet you turn around and there are women who are making false accusations about their exes every single day. Yeah. And there are guys who go to prison for life over this stuff. Exactly. I mean, you have uh, – remember this very well. Do you remember the debate stage? We had Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, uh, and the Tara Reid uh, stuff came up, whether or not he sexually assaulted Tara Reid. And they did hide the original incident report. It was hidden. To this day, they don't even talk about it now that we know. Like, there was something that actually took place when he denied it. Kamala Harris stood on that stage and called him a racist and a sexual ab abuser. And she ended up as his, as, as his second in command. Um, that just, I mean, that just goes to tell you that's, that's really no where he didn't give a damn about who was his second. He was virtue signaling. He said, I want to make, I want to have the first black woman. Uh, in in my in my administration, yeah. and that and that was just it. I, I remembered uh, when McCain did it with um, Sarah Palin, right? Uh, at the time, Sarah Palin was kind of off my radar, but I started, and, and I already knew kind of John McCain's whole get down, his whole game, and I like Sarah Palin, I really do. I think that we should all get our own houses in order so that we can you know run a country. If you have a 16-year-old having babies and all these other things going on in, in, in your house, I'm, I'm not quite sure at that moment in time would be the best time for you to go run for president. And McCain had his own issues. And they seemingly, to me, not they, I'm going to put it square at McCain's feet, was uh, going out to campaign stops and literally talking positive the entire time about uh, 
uh, a Barack Obama, telling people he would make a great president and so forth. I had always thought the guy was a rhino, but when he leaked the Trump dossier, that kind of sealed it for me. That was that was enough for me to know who he was and w- what other people should know about him. And he ruined his legacy toward the end of his life. He yeah. absolutely ruined his legacy. Um, I'm going to play a phone call for you. Uh, actually, I'm going to play a couple of clips for you, and I just want your honest reaction. All right. So here's one. What was over from the FBI? There had been some documents that law. So hold on, I'm gonna back this up. And what this is, so I can preface it for those watching and for those on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever it is you're listening on the pod to your podcast. That uh, what I'm getting ready to play here for you is uh, uh, in, in, in. I don't know the guy's name, and I wish they had it here, but. Essentially, there was a secret global cell phone that uh, that Biden was using, and we know it because during the oversight committee investigation, it came out that this bill was being paid. So then they started researching the number uh, to find out, you know, is this cell phone still in use? Who has it? What's going on? And this happened. So watch this. I think you'll enjoy it. What was turned over from the FBI, there had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me, and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can, I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Oh, boy. Joe Biden. Joe? Oh, Joe Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got, uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. So what do you think of that? I think if people think this kind of stuff isn't happening, then they're blind, right? And, and I mean, we, we always talk about the media and how the media is always just trying to, you know, pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, so I, I, I watched a show a while ago. I'm pretty sure some of you guys have probably watched it, but House of Cards, right? And what I, a cool show. It is. But it, it, it's a cool it, show. They make this, like, I mean, Frank Underwood, right? He, he, some of the stuff that he does, I mean, he murders people, right? And he gets away with it. And, and they hide people, and they have secret cell phones, and they have all this kind of stuff. And I think that they like to portray it as, oh, my gosh, this stuff only happens in movies. But right. it is, it's happening every single day at, on the highest levels. Well, well, let's talk about it real quick. So you have, and I'm just going to give a very high-level rundown of the scenario that put us here where we are today. So the DNC, with the help of Michael Sussman and Hillary Clinton, paid a foreign spy by the name of Christopher Steele, who paid a Russian, uh, a, a, a Russian guy named uh, Danchenko for information to create the famous Russian dossier, which Sussman ended up taking to the FBI, lying to the FBI, telling him that he wasn't doing it on behalf of the DNC or Hillary Clinton when that was a lie, and then... Um, the FBI, uh, Peter Strzok and those guys were sending text messages so we know who did what and where and when and how, uh, ended up... And all this stuff is documented. All documented. It's all documented. Everything's documented. You can't make this up. It makes... I I can't wait and I I don't know how long it's going to be before somebody finally makes a movie, but what a damn good movie it's going to be. As long as the person with the right perspective does the movie, it will be a, a, a blockbuster hit. Uh, my problem is, is if it's probably going to be done, it's going to be done in Hollywood, and it's going to probably show a, a different story than what actually yeah. happened, Yeah. unfortunately. But so they take this dossier, and they leak it uh, to John McCain. Mm-hmm. John McCain leaks it to the press. 
this is where the the issue with Trump and McCain came in, where he said, "I like people who didn't get caught." You got to understand, Trump was punched, and so he just punched back. Uh, essentially, we we like to take people's words and use them. I, you know, exactly what he said. I like people who didn't get caught. Listen to what he said about. You know, people who are POW, no, he was talking specifically about McCain. Absolutely. Because McCain stabbed him in the back, and without any, knowing any of the veracity of what was in that document, without actually verifying it first, he leaked it to the press, and it became this big ordeal. And if you know anything about Arizona politics, you know it is not. It is it is as bad as Chicago, if not worse. Um, because Katie Hobbs down there got robbed from her election. She oh, absolutely. absolutely got robbed from her absolutely. election. And, and you had the Fox guarding the hen house down there with, um, I mean, excuse me, Carrie Lake got robbed by Katie Hobbs. And, uh, you know, we, we had Thaler and Harris. We did our own podcast. We followed the, the, we followed the details of the case very, very close. And it turned out that a lot of the people on the oversight committee were actually on the take. Uh, from what people call cartel and that sort of things, that we 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 know uh, based on the documentation that Thaler and Harris released through Jacqueline Breger, who actually came and testified before the committee that, and she said it right to their faces. Oh yeah, that was that to me was absolutely amazing. The fact that she she didn't just you know just come up with this stuff off the top of her head. She went to them, called them out on their BS, gave them all the documentation. And then said, uh, you're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty, and this is how I know. And instead of them having uh, sued them or did any of the things that you would think uh, you would do when somebody's accusing you of something you didn't do, they still haven't sued them. But what they did do was they kicked uh, Liz Harris uh, out of Congress. And uh, when they kicked her out of Congress... They did it without her breaking any house rules whatsoever. So it's very, very interesting to see the fact that she still, to this day, um, is out of Congress and no one's no one's saying anything about it. So uh, have you heard any of this stuff? Uh, Thaler and Harris, John Harris, Jacqueline Breger, you heard it reported anywhere? Uh, anything like that? Me? Yeah. No. Since at least so I'll show you a little clip. Uh, because this is like most people don't know about this and no one is reporting on it. And it's just the biggest story I think that's out there. It I doesn't fit their, It doesn't fit the media's narrative. It's nuts. Watch this. It's 2004. Ballot counts have been tampered with. Our county's current computer database, which was built between 2014 and 15, has been and continues to be infiltrated and hacked. Its architects specifically designed the system with multiple backdoor entry points. These points permit the uploading of falsified documents and the removal of genuine documents from the county system. Now, who is this lady talking? We so have seen. she's standing in front of the House Oversight Committee in, in Arizona. And what she's detailing for these people are the things they actually seen. Her boss, his name is John Thaler. And John, when he started doing this investigation, he was doing it for the mortgage companies and insurance companies because they were getting ripped off and robbed. And they were just wondering where, what's going on, why is this happening, who's doing it. Yeah, these and, are the, the, the fake uh, mortgage loans. Correct. And fake stuff like mortgage that. loans, uh, insurance fraud galore. 
And so if they, if you had a house, if, if, if I owed you $300,000, I say, hey, Chris, go get this house for 300000 put the down on it. I will pay the seller. And then as a mortgage company that doesn't really exist, I just disappear. You end up with the house. Yeah, exactly. And this is how they were paying off all these uh, uh, debts and, and, and bribing people. And Katie Hobbs, she details in this video, Katie Hobbs having several houses that were bought in that same transactional way. And not only do they know that she bought the houses that way, but they have the uh, stamp, the notary stamp that's on that is actually been proven to be in, have been used in other fraud cases where people are currently serving time for. So these things actually show these people in a very bad light. And that is the real reason they let Liz Harris go. But listen to the rest of what she Brittany says. Brittany access the, the database and have an eyewitness just to testify for that. So they have an eyewitness that shows uh, that that is willing to testify that uh, Miss Harris, married to John, uh, excuse me, Miss Thaler, who's married to John. I think her name was Brittany Brittany Harris, I believe her name was, and she was the one who actually was said uh, she had the back door. She went in, and, and this is all in his line of sight. He watched her do it. So did Jacqueline here, the one speaking. So they're telling you things that they've seen firsthand, that they've witnessed, and yet to this day, nobody's willing to hear the story. No one's willing to look at the documentation, and she has all the receipts. Over the past 15 years, Brittany has used her access to load falsified judgments, and so on. And keep um, in mind this, too. The, guy, the lady, Brittany, that she's talking about is married to the guy who was doing the investigation, he had no idea the investigation would lead him right back into his own house. Really? Into his own house. So, I mean, very, very telling. Uh, I mean, just, to me, probably one of the biggest stories that's not being told right now. Well, you got, it makes you think, too, how many of these stories are coming to light, but the people that are hearing the stories have their pockets greased just as much as the people who are profiting you know, and and that's why these stories don't really make it anywhere because they don't because they all tie back. I mean, why do you think everything in government costs so much? Because everybody wants their part of the pie. So whether those backdoor deals are going on and people know there there's illegal things going on with money being funneled in from other countries or whatever, somebody doesn't want to get caught, right? And it's multiple people here in this case. We see Biden, and we obviously know he's the most compromised individual. Uh, who has ever held office? Oh, by far, by far, and and there's proof. I mean, there is proof that people are ignoring it. Um, I mean, there's there's that guy who recorded all those phone calls, yep. right? And and he did it because he was he was scared for his own life, so he kind of used it as like a like. Well, a, when like you see security. everybody dropping dead. Oh yeah, dude. All and it, it's it's all the way around you. I mean, it's like everyone jokes about it, like the Hillarys, right? They, I mean, not the Hillarys, the Clintons. Where I mean, Should how be. many other <laughs> how many the the Killerys, like, how, how many of their friends have just up and died? Oh, all of them. And uh, uh, Vince Foster, uh, who was said to be having an affair with Hillary Clinton, uh, when the case came before uh, Congress and he was being called to testify, he committed suicide, yeah, too. it's like, I mean, but, uh, like, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein and all that kind of stuff, right? Like. I mean, yeah. What do you, what do you, what does Jeffrey Epstein and Christmas ornaments have in common? They don't hang themselves. They don't hang themselves. Right? And it, it, but it's people really want to. They want to buy it. I mean, and it's like it, well, the most frustrating part about all of this is is every single person at home with common sense and a brain 
sits back and thinks like, how are we not putting two and two together, people? And and everyone is is so blind, and dumb, and it, and, right. it, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating as 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 a person to to look at it and be like, are you kidding me? Like you'll ignore all of this when there is blatant facts in front of you, but then you turn around and you chase this witch hunt against Trump just because somebody said something, right? Well, they, they lead everyone to believe that the, the people on the conservative side of the aisle are homophobes, racists, and Nazis. I know, but there's zero proof. So, so but the, the, the point being is that when, when CNN releases their news footage and they report on stories, they do uh, a disservice to the people because they only tell them the story and they omit all the facts that go against the narrative that they are one of. They've even got caught doing it. Do you know who James O'Keefe is? I, I don't. James O'Keefe was he- headed up the Veritas project. He he had a little secret camera mic on him. He sat down with the technical producer of CNN, who while sitting with him told him, "Yeah, we know that the that the Russian hoax was just that. It was a hoax, and the dossier was fake. But it was great ratings, and we didn't want Trump to win the election." So he admitted to election fraud, and he admitted to uh, reporting fake news, all in the same sit-down. And then everyone who posted that video from the Veritas Project, which, by the way, the Veritas Project, you guys are all trash for turning on James O'Keefe, the guy who started you guys off, the guy who got you all the fame that you deserved when he was doing the investigative journalism in the field, and they all turned on him. So you're trash. But back to what I was saying. Um the guy goes out and he be- proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that c- CNN is knowingly and willingly putting out false stories to to tamper with the election. And yeah, but it- it's 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 confirmation bias is what it is. People don't care what what the truth is, and that's and that's what I'm trying to say is like I mean even now CNN is coming out and they have said I forgot exactly what it was. I just caught glimpses of it, but CNN comes out and they're saying, well, Trump was right. Trump was right about this. Trump was right about that. The same people that listen to to CNN and buy their BS, right. when CNN comes out and says something that is pro-Trump, they still choose the, <laughs> to not listen to it. And I'm like, like which CNN are you listening to here? The one like, but it's all confirmation bias. There, and that's what it is, is. Is they only believe what they want to believe. They start with the end, right? They start with whatever their goal is, and anything that detracts from that, uh, they ignore. Absolutely. It, it, if, if, like it if, never existed. If, if I want a socialistic, Marxist-style government, and no matter right or wrong, you're my guy, I'm going to... So it, it, it's, this is what they're doing. They're suffering from mass hypnosis uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt. The people on the right don't have that same problem, right? I, I can name easily 15, 20 Republicans off the top of my head who I think are absolutely horrid and they're trash. Mitt Romney being among the the worst oh, of them, one of the worst. So I'm embarrassed. Uh, I voted for the guy. Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney. I mean, we we really go down this list. Cheney. Uh, there is a ton of McConnell. I mean, these guys. Dude, how is that guy still alive? Like, it's I mean, bad. And and and. <laughs> oh, dude! I don't care if he's a Republican. I don't care. The guy needs to go. So I'm I, I I am an avid hater of George Bush. Absolute guy runs on a Republican ticket and all that, but he's a neocon. Here's a guy who wants to run the world, doesn't really care too much about the United States doing well. He is he's a he's a warmonger. Yeah. So was his dad. 
and his family actually funded Hitler during World War II against the United States. I did not know that. Absolutely they did. And they owned a bank called Brown Brothers Harriman Bank and a, a shipping line called Hamburg American Shipping Lines. They were actually moving Nazis from one place to another and hide them. If you look at the records, what you'll see is that uh, they, they had all of their assets frozen. This was Prescott Bush and George Herbert Walker. Um, the the grandfathers, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it was only one generation later that their their son is running the CIA, and uh, James R. Bath, who's the money man for the Bin Ladens, is one of the best friends of George Bush Jr. I mean, we can get into that whole 9/11 stuff, <laughs> but yep. the, these are these are the Bush facts. Did 9/11. <laughs> the, 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 these are the facts. Um, there are a lot of things that we were told that were absolutely not true surrounding that time. And day. But here's the, here's the point I'm getting at. The moment that right, right and wrong become an issue, I don't care about right and left. If you're a Republican and you break the law and you do dirt, I prosecute, please. Absolutely. Do what you got to do, prosecute. But I'm not going to stand by somebody just because they are in the party that I'm in, even when they're breaking the law. And breaking the country, Biden had us up to like 48% price increases on stuff that we used to buy in the store that wouldn't cost that much. Gas went through the roof. He's selling the the strategic reserves to China, who in turn is stabbing us in the back every opportunity they get. But the CEFC was in business with Biden, his son, his brother, and his grandchildren were getting paid from Rob Walker LLC and 20 other shell companies. Um, it's just amazing to me that people are well aware of these things and are willing to overlook those facts and go orange man bad. Exactly. And that's, and that's the thing, like, like you said, you don't care about left or right as long as it's right. Right. That's right. Like, and I think the problem today is, is people forget about, about right and wrong. Right. There's, there's so about right and left. They're so willing to sit there and say, well, Trump did this, Trump did this, Trump did this. But if they really cared about somebody being honest or if they really cared about somebody who's doing what's right, they would be going after the sitting president right now. Right now. Right? Because the stuff that he is doing is documented. The stuff that he is doing has been – he's literally – he's called red-handed. Red-handed. Right? And, and I have I have him red-handed myself. Yeah, and it, it's it's like – I mean, come on, man. Like you got your you got your kid who can't even hold it together and he's – a crack addict, right? Posting videos of himself doing like 130 miles an hour in a Porsche. This, this, his son Hunter can't even keep it together, and his son Hunter will be the first person to flip on him. I, I, I'll, I'm willing to pictures? put money on that. Have, oh. you, have you seen the pictures of Hunter with the young girls? And oh, absolutely. With young they girls. They said that the young, that the the young one in in the one photo of him was his niece. Oh, and and I mean, didn't they just like? And I caught glim- and, and I don't like to believe stuff that I just kind of hear off Facebook or whatever. But I, I read a bunch of comments, people saying like Biden showering with his twelve-year-old like yep. daughter or whatever. Like, and not only that, when his iCloud uh, was hacked, I'm talking about Hunter. They had his full contact list and they released it all for everyone to see. You know what his dad's name was on I've, his contact list? I've heard list? this, but I don't remember it. Pedo Pete. Pedo Pete. Yeah, it, it's. But it's like I mean. And I, I don't like making blind accusations, right? It, it, but but when I see proof, like physical proof, like some of these phone calls and, and some of these, I mean, just some of the stuff coming out, and you're like, look, you're like, open your eyes, people. Look, there's physical proof. And they're like, no, 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 I don't want to. I, I mean, or, or they try to justify it the other way. Well, Trump did this. I don't okay. care. If you, if, if you, if you want to hate Trump, if you, if, if you but at least acknowledge wants. the wrong this guy's doing. Exactly. It's and all so, I'm saying. So, like, and, and that's the thing is 
the difference between between us and them is they want to blindly hate Trump for stuff that he's never been proven of doing. There is no proof. Yeah, they're still yelling Russia. Even after all this, Adam Schiff was censured. You know, he went in. They said the entire <laughs> thing was a witch hunt. It was a hoax. They come out and said it. The people who set it up said, ha-ha, gotcha, it was all fake. And people are still yelling Russia. It, it, CNN was at Roger Stone's house before the FBI. Right. That tells you the FBI leaked the warrant and the time they were going to be at Roger Stone's home. CNN got there first, set up their TV cameras and everything before the FBI even showed up. Oh, yeah. How does that happen? So, because we, we're, we are living in a world where this is a police state now. Your, your president is a foreign agent. And I mean the literal term. I'm not, being, uh, I'm not using any euphemisms or anything like that. What I mean by foreign agent is the true definition. He's a guy that does business with foreign countries at your and my expense. His son is guilty of fair violations, but the whistleblower, Gail Luff, who was actually arrested in uh, Germany on his way here to testify against Hunter, uh, was arrested in Germany before he got here, and they arrested him on fair violations. And what they also threw in uh, the fact that uh, he did some business with Iran that was shady or whatever. But then that does not excuse the testimony that he would have gave to Congress had they not arrested him. Plus that he was coming here to go to the FBI. Why did the FBI feel the need to go to uh, Germany and get him before he got here? It was the same thing that happened to Devin Archer, right? Devin Archer was going to testify on Monday. On Saturday, the Department of Justice tried to issue a, a, a warrant for his arrest. Exactly. So he couldn't testify on Monday. Guys, the proof is in the pudding. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. Look at what these people are doing. Just look at what they're doing, and you'll see that these guys are absolutely nefarious, gangster. They don't care about you or me and our well-being at all. They are trying to create an elite oligarch class in this country, similar to the one that you see in Russia, China, and whatever. These people will have permanent positions of power, and this is what they're seeking. They're not seeking to be uh, noble uh, servants, uh, public servants, and no. then go on about their lives and live the way it was intended to be. This guy, Biden's been in office or in, uh, uh, in an elected a position in government for 48 years. Yeah, 50 years. That's yeah, like, nuts. And, and it, it's – and I, I, one of the biggest eye-openers to me is, I mean, people don't really understand. I mean, I think people do. I'd like to think people do. But these positions have caps, right? They have yeah. pay caps. Yep. And it's not that much money, right? Like – I make six figures. I do. And I don't have a beach house in Malibu, right? I, I and, and they're like, oh, it's because they invest their money. I invest my money too. But they insider right? trade. But <laughs> That's the difference. Exactly. They're, they're allowed to insider trade. They're allowed to alter and influence the companies that they're trading. The in, market. They right? make policies based on what they know is good for the companies that are paying them. Like what did Nancy Pelosi like? All of a sudden buys like a crap ton of shares of Tesla and then like two months later they push this EV bill. Or or the fact that Hillary Clinton made the most money in history in commodities overnight. Yeah. And Inve it, and investing in cows and eggs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's so it's so mind-blowing that people just want to ignore this, right? But, but why would you not? It's free money. They pass bills that they don't have to live. Right, they're they're not using the same Medicare that 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 people are. Not, not at all. They're not using the same tax bracket. They're nope. They're they're not being taxed the same. 
they don't have to they don't have to depend on social security do you know that these guys if they're in office for like two years they will get their salary until the day they die absolutely right? they don't have to worry about putting into their into the their 401ks they don't have to worry about you know if what social security they're going to get what is it like $37,000 a year now or uh, I I don't even know what it is it's some ridiculous like low amount of money that you get from social security after you retire right yeah but social security really people think it needs to be fixed and all this it really just needs to go away it does it needs to completely go away it right? needs to go away. People don't understand Social Security is not a savings account for when you're older and ready to retire. Social Security is a tax. And you pay tons of money into it from the time you become working age. And then when you retire, you get to that. It's 65, I think, where you can start drawing it down. You only draw less than 10% of the total amount of money you put oh, into yeah. it. And they use it as an investment fund. And, right? and, and they just take their hands in the, in the pot and they just pull it out. And, and then they try to scare people to get votes because... I remember at one point in time the Republicans were talking about privatizing it. So your money remained your money. Absolutely, which and, the way it should. Oh, my God, did they lose their minds. And, and, but it's mandatory. It's mandatory. You have to pay into Social Security. Why is that? Because in 36, uh, after the Great Depression, the country, uh, the, the money was worth zilch. So we went to the World Banks and said, help us, please. And they said, you don't got a damn thing we need. Why would we help you? And so what they said was, We'll levy a tax on every man, woman, and child of working age in our country, and we will we'll use this as currency. As, as currency. And so the Federal Reserve was created, yep. and it's just now money isn't money. It's money is a digital product and always really has been from the time uh, that, that, that that occurred. Meanwhile, if you go buy a house, the bank doesn't give anyone cash. No. It's they they put, send an email just and they, a button saying, it. hey, I owe you $250,000. Meanwhile, you end up continually working for the next 30 years or what have you to pay that mortgage off when they did it with a stroke of a key and lent you money that they didn't have. That didn't exist. And now they're profiting off this fake money because you're paying interest. Exactly. It's like right now, by it, the way. If I print a dollar and I give it to you, it is the sole dollar in existence. And I say, okay, pay me back a dollar fifty. You can't. Because I gave you the only dollar. So money is debt. Do the dollar is debt. Every time you see a dollar, you, 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 you're seeing wealth in your eyes because you've been programmed to see that. But truly, the dollar is debt. And it's lost like 80% of its value since 1970. Oh, yeah, and it keeps diminishing every single day. The more you see gold prices go up, the more that the dollar is going down. So it's not a really good thing. And then now... China is trying to uh, take the U.S. dollar and, and remove it from being the world currency, from the reserve currency. Oh, and, and I, I'm not into this whole crypto stuff yet. It still terrifies me. But it's, if somebody can delete my existence from a, I don't want nothing <laughs> but, to do with it. But it's it's it, it. People think that there's such an awesome thing, right? This digital dollar and all this other crap. But because they're convinced they, the blockchain is really going to protect them. Well, but exactly. If the, they don't they don't understand. I mean. Right now, how many people just carry cash on them all the time? I don't. I hardly ever have cash. Like, Me either. It's, it's, I, I never have cash. Me either. Right? And, and, and it's, it's stupid because if I think this way, then I would only ever carry cash. But the problem is is all they have to do is hit a button, kill your debit card. Yeah. How do you get any money? Right? Yep. So I, I want to play a phone call for you real quick. Um, and in this phone call, what you guys are going to hear uh, is very telling. Biden is literally detailing the scheme for you, and he threatens the life 
of the Ukrainian president, Petro Poroshenko. Now, this phone call has been made public for some time, and yet I have never heard it played on CNN. I've never heard it really uh, used. I've heard them talk about it, but all they do is just, just refer just, to it. Yep. Oh, and they're like, oh, well, whatever. It does. It, it's whatever. It's AI or whatever they say it is. They, they, just, they, they don't. Wanna... Oh, no, this is not AI. <laughs> Even the FBI have to admit that the veracity of the of the phone call is true. It's real. Um, but you don't see them using it in, in any type of an impeachment process or any of that. I'm sure it eventually will be. What the hell are they waiting for, though? But let me go ahead and play it. You guys tell me what you think. Draw your own conclusions. Listen to the threats. They're very veiled. He does this like he is a mobster. Listen. Kravat Benik. Um, uh, I understand uh, the, uh, the, uh, the governor of the bank is, uh, is tentative about setting a date certain for the transition to take place. And I'm being told secondhand that I don't know this is her position for sure, that she is unsure of a date until she gets an agreement from you. So I told, here's what I told them. I told them to get back to her and set a date and I would talk to you about the date. Um, because this is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. So anything you can do to push the the Pravat Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward. I I'm going to pause it there just for a second. What you see on your screen for those watching on the on Rumble, uh, and if you're not watching on Rumble, go check us out on Rumble. Uh, he says, so anything you can do to push the Provide Bank to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward. Everybody is familiar with the famous IMF loan, the, you know, son of a bitch, he fired the prosecutor, right? So here we go. We have the IMF loan, and it's being used again as leverage, but different this time. The leverage he's using it for is to push the Provide Bank to closure because they are the ones that were paying Biden. The money transfers, and a lot of, the SAR reports everybody's been made aware of came from the Pravat Bank, and he wanted the, uh, the Bank of the Ukraine to take it over so that he could hide the evidence. Now, listen to what else he does, because the next little bit here is where he gets really gangster, and he threatens the life of the president. Listen. I would respectfully suggest it's critically important to your economic as well as physical security. I know it's difficult. All right. I, I, I want you to pay close attention, people. Listen to what security. he said. I know it says to your economic as well as physical security. So if you don't do this, your physical security is at risk, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's plain as day. I plain know it's day. difficult. I know Kolomorsky's a pain in the ass and a problem for everybody. But, um, but See, Kolomorsky owned Pravat Bank, and he also owned Burisma Holdings. Burisma Holdings owned Burisma Energy, where... Hunter Biden was getting paid $57,000 a month to sit for, on a board for doing for nothing. For consulting. For consulting. For consulting. He was using that money to buy concrete. That's what he was doing. <laughs> he, was, he was smoking, like, a lot. The only thing he was consulting was which dealer had the best shit. I think her name was Bicycles. <laughs> he, he literally had... He had a. He actually moved the homeless crack addict into the apartment or wherever he was at with him so that could be his liaison... Uh, have you seen the movie My Son Hunter? 
Or no, you, I have not. You got. I'll give you a link to it before All you right. go. I think. It, I think one of my favorite videos is. I think he's talking to his wife or something like that, and he's sitting on the in the bed. Is it his wife or is it his brother's dead brother's wife that he ended up screwing later I, on? I, I don't. I don't know. But he's. I, I, he's just sitting there with like his webcam on, and he's like wearing like tidy whities or something like that, and he's smoking a crack. Pipe oh yeah, yeah, yeah On yeah. the phone in the bed, and yeah. she's just like, "Are you there?" And he's like, <sighs> like just. And you like she's like, are are you there? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, did I mean, you see him on the balcony at the White House? Oh my gosh! When, like, uh, when he's and he's and like, he's sniffing. I, I mean, and I don't, I hair. don't really think, and like, I hate the guy, I do. But like I said, I, I take things for what I see. I like, I like to take, like you said, I don't care left, right, whatever. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But they, everybody wanted to make it look like he was, like doing coke on the balcony, and I don't think so, right? Like, I think no, I he think he was high. Uh, oh, definitely high. He was high, but like, he, I don't think he was doing it like, on the balcony. Yeah, but everyone tried to make it seem like when he, like, went like this, like he was, come on, like, I mean, you're on the balcony next to your dad, everything else. I Even if you're high as a kite, I doubt you're putting a bump on your finger and, and do it. So well, I'm, I'm not going to think. Co- but, cocaine is a hell of a drug, right? <laughs> <laughs> but was he high? Absolutely. That guy uh, was sweating no, out of no every doubt. floor, right? I mean, he was... I, I've seen people that are high. He's he was high. I'll list off some of the things that Biden did uh, as in this administration that were so crazy that no one ever thought any president, regardless, would ever do them. He had a topless transvestite party on the lawn of the White House. They all took their tops off and ran around. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, right? So the next thing he did was he mailed crack pipes. To people like literally got crack pipes, a whole crack smoking kit with was direct this in, to Portland or something like that. Or... I, no, I, I don't know what states. I don't think it was limited to a specific state. So uh, why was he why was he mailing paraphernalia to people? I, to so that they would uh, is it like one of those like to rose keep them clean? I mean, he, <laughs> you know, you know how they do like a needle exchange program to keep people from getting disease. Well, yeah. I think well uh, uh, this one was like like so you don't use your your buddy's pipe or something. I, I don't know. I mean, his son's a crack addict, and you turn around and start giving people crack pipes. You would figure when addiction hits so close to home for you, like it, it did in my family, and I absolutely detested it as a result. Yeah. Here, this guy mails people crack pipes as a like, result. Like it's solving the problem. And, and then turns around and has cocaine found in the White House on uh, that week, and then the charges. Oh, man. Are, and when the investigation's gone on Friday, and it's not that they don't know who did it. But the Secret Service says that they're not going to name the suspect. Well, I think uh, by saying that, you're literally telling us you know exactly who the suspect exactly. is. Exactly. Right? It's just like, in your wording. Like, I mean, uh, it, and that's, this is what gets me so mad is people really care about, like, they want these social justice warriors want to make it seem like they care so much. And what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so wrong. Meanwhile... They've turned the White House into an absolute joke, right? And and it's like they, they go back and they talk. The CIA brings it up. Not the CIA. The Secret Service brings Secret it up. Secret Service, yeah. Saying how there's like three other occasions they found weed in the White House and, and stuff like that. But it's never been brought up. But now they find cocaine in the most secure building in the world. And believe me, they right? got it on camera. Oh, they absolutely have it in camera. I mean, I... I'm willing to bet that they have toilets in the. I mean, cameras. They've the got toilets. a lot of things like, on camera. They never like, found the conclusion of like who put the pipe bombs in the Capitol. Oh man, they got. <sighs> like, come, come on, we, we we two pipe bombs, one in front of the DNC, one at the Capitol building, and they see the guy in the hoodie leaving, and then we 
uh, uh, Dan, uh, uh, Dan Bongino did a show not long ago where he said that he had inside information that they got video of the guy getting into a car. Now, I'm, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I go back home quite frequently. I, I've lived near D.C. most of my adult life. Um, I know every square inch of that place is covered by camera. You cannot and maneuver without we, being on camera. We have satellites that we can, like, zoom in and count the pimples on someone's face in another right. country. But you're going to tell me that in the actual White House, we can't tell you who left cocaine in a library. And this is what they've done. They've destroyed our faith in our justice system and law enforcement. Well, it's, so much so that I am willing to go out on a limb and say, without actual proof or evidence, I'm just going to tell you what Eddie thinks. After January 6th, when they said showing the video of the people breaking into the Capitol puts their undercovers in danger, and now we have pipe bombs being placed at the Capitol on the same day, and you're telling me you don't know who it is, and you have Ray Epps there encouraging everyone to go into the Capitol, and he's one, him and the people with him, none of them went to jail None of them went to prison. None of them got locked up or arrested. And yet, here we are, and nothing happens. Because why? Because I believe that this was an operation pulled off by the FBI to capture people like they did with, unfortunately, Ashley Babbitt, whose mom I interviewed uh, two episodes ago. Uh, and it, it, the pain in this lady's voice uh, was just – I had to give her a giant hug. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I just – I felt it just talking to her. The pain was just immense. And the anger and the fight left in this lady would be just, uh, it, it just rubs right off being in her presence. But the point was, this, this, I won't defend anyone who went into the Capitol that day they shouldn't have. I'm not defending that. No one's defending that. We're no, no one's saying no. that should have happened. We're just saying tell us the truth about it. We're, we're saying, is tell yeah, tell us the, the, the entire truth about it. And also, um, Hold people accountable when their use of force was beyond the recommended, you know, amount of force that should have been used oh, yeah. that day. Michael Bird laid in wait, waiting for her to try to crawl through that window, didn't warn her, didn't say get back. Nope. There were two police officers close enough to her who abandoned their post, by the way, at the behest of uh, what, Antifa. What, what would she have hurt? I mean, like, like, and like I said, I'm not... I'm not justifying. There was it. nobody in the room. There exactly. was no one there was to protect. There. there was nobody there. Like, and like I said, I'm not justifying it. I'm not calling these guys heroes. I'm not. I'm. But I mean, I, I, what I will say is, look at the way we founded this country, right? The people had a problem. They took it to the people who created the problem, right? Technically, that is our house. It's it. I mean, that Capitol building. That's the belongs, mentality. Belongs to us, right? But I mean, could have been handled different. Absolutely, I'm not justifying it. But how can you take? I mean, the leader of the Proud Boys, who's black, by the way, but they are a white supremacist group, whatever, that's a joke, right? He just got convicted to, like, 22 years right. for what happened, right? 22 years for doing what? What is the details of that case? Uh, do you know? How, I, how well I, do you know? I, I don't really know him that well, but, but I'll tell you what. The guy who shot a lady, he's walking free. He did nothing because so, he's a Secret Service member. Or Mike, Michael Bird. Michael Bird. Uh, was given a promotion to captain after that took place. They hit his name for almost a year. Um, Capital Police, sorry, not a uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's a Capital Police officer, and so they they hit his identity for almost a damn year. And here's this little four foot nine hundred and ten pound de defenseless woman, really. Oh, and she was she was in the Navy, right? Uh, uh, she was uh, in the Air Force. In the Air, okay, I knew it was one of the. Branches. So she 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 has no gun on her, nothing. Like I said, there were two Capital Police officers also on the side of the door that she was on, and they could have just as easily just grabbed her. He could have said, stop, freeze, whatever, pointed the gun. 
didn't do any of those nope. things. He waited for her to get into, uh, he could have even shot a warning shot. Any one of those things would have brought this whole damn thing to a halt. You had two people on either side of her. Both were Antifa. I'm not saying that lightly. I know they are because they did their own version of a podcast where they outed themselves and said just that. And then, lo and behold, here comes CNN to talk to them about what happened to Ashley Babbitt as if Ashley Babbitt's wrong. Now, understand the whole hypocrisy of that conversation. You're talking to two other people who did it. Is, did, 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 do. did they get locked up? No. Why? Because they were Antifa members. Has any Antifa member ever gotten locked up? Uh, no. At all. And when they do, George Soros forks, uh, forks over the bail money for them. You remember the, uh, the, the police training facility in Georgia where they firebombed it with Molotov cocktails and everything? I was having a debate earlier with some libtard who ended up on my uh, timeline. Well, it wasn't a police training facility. It was just a construction site. Oh, so they weren't done building it yet, so that makes it okay to firebomb it. It's like I said in the beginning. Insurance pays for it. doesn't matter. Victim is crime. It, they, but they, they, they defend them when they have no defense. These people are a terrorist group. They are a domestic terrorist group who jump on the back. And, and I, I firmly believe they're white supremacists. Now, the reason why I say that is because the left is famous for blaming you for everything they are. And every time there's a BLM march or something like that in Chicago or whatever, here comes Antifa into the mix, and they go and they destroy the entire block. They loot everything. They set things on fire. They destroy everything, and then they disappear into the ether. And what? a bunch of white folks with masks on their face. You don't know who they are. They jump on the back of your movement, destroy your area, and then disappear. And I mean, I, sounds, sounds pretty racist to me. This is one of the guys from who, who was previously an Antifa member or BLM activist, sorry, uh, who uh, started watching a lot of PragerU videos, and as he termed it, he red pilled himself because it, it, he could no longer defend his position. And that's it's it, it is so true. It happens all the time to people. You know, you 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 start reading and you actually start understanding, and you're just like, holy crap! Like this. I mean, look look at BLM. Like, what did they do? Like, how how much money did they? Did they millions. have don't, like millions and millions and millions of dollars? But look what they them, did with it, and they bought themselves houses. And where? In Hollywood, whatever it was, like in st- white neighborhoods. Yeah, white neighborhoods. Right? All of the people whose shops and everything got destroyed, they didn't rebuild. People who lost their lives didn't pay for funerals. Now I'm not going to say that every chapter of BLM did that because I know for a fact there was some in New York who went a different route. Keep in mind. This is a Marxist organization started by three women who openly stated that we are Marxist and this is our agenda is yeah, to overthrow the United I mean, States. Like, communist, Marxism, none of that stuff ever works. As soon, like Everyone has this great idea about like what happens when we get all this money. We can share it with all our friends. Right. But as soon as the money hits their pockets, nobody wants to let it go. Well, the stimulus deal should t- have told everybody exactly how this would work out. Everyone got a stimulus check, and instead of paying bills and everything, with oh, it, they, they just went, it just went hog wild and spent it on anything and everything. TVs, whatever, they, whatever they could get their hands on, instead of paying their mortgage. You know what I mean? It's-